Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Friday, October 20th, 2023. Tomorrow, the 21st, would be the birthday of the great romantic poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge. And in his honor, uh, the poem for today is a selection from his uh, longer poem, uh, his masterwork, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I'll read the selection once, offer a few comments, and then read it again. This comes from the very end of part four of the poem in my version. It's lines 257 to 285. The moving moon went up the sky, and nowhere did abide. Softly she was going up, and a star or two beside. Her beams bemocked the sultry main like April hoarfrost spread. But where the ship's huge shadow lay, the charmed water burnt alway a still and awful red. Beyond the shadow of the ship, I watched the water snakes. They moved in tracks of shining white, and when they reared the elfish light, fell off in hoary flakes. Within the shadow of the ship, I watched their rich attire, Blue, glossy green, and velvet black, they coiled and swam, and every track with a flash of golden fire. O oh, happy living things, and no tongue their beauty might declare, a spring of love gushed from my heart, and I blessed them unaware. Sure, my kind saint took pity on me, and I blessed them unaware. The selfsame moment I could pray, and from my neck so free, the albatross fell off and sank like lead into the sea. Samuel Taylor Coleridge, uh, along with his sometime friend and partner, William Wordsworth, uh, the founders of uh, the English literary movement uh, known as Romanticism. There were uh, other Romantics before them, but they were German and we don't talk about them. Uh, uh, they caused a bit of a stir in the literary world with the publication of their collection, Lyrical Ballads, in 1798. Uh, and it's there that this poem first appeared. If you're unfamiliar with the poem, uh, the premise is uh, that a mariner, a sailor, uh, goes to sea on an exploratory voyage uh, and makes the uh, poorly calculated decision to shoot an albatross, which up till then had been a symbol of good luck, uh, to sailors and to his crew in particular, uh, to shoot this albatross with his crossbow, uh, precipitating the uh, <laughs> the doom of his voyage and of his fellow crew members uh, who soon after all die. Uh, and then he, he himself, the remaining survivor, uh, is stranded in the doldrums, uh, also dying of thirst. And uh, the heebie-jeebies he's surrounded by his uh, dead crewmates the immediate context for this passage uh, is that before their demise his crew members had taken the dead albatross and hung it with a rope around his neck as a sort of the mark of cain a sign of his cursedness and uh, his guilt uh, uh, for their misfortunes that were uh, piling up at that moment uh, and he had also witnessed uh, sea creatures, sea serpent -y creatures um, writhing and uh, swarming about in the water, and he had found them so disgusting and so uh, 
uh, hideous that he had uh, really cursed and rejected them. Uh, And coincidentally, uh, his heart had sort of shriveled or hardened, and he had lost the ability to pray. He couldn't uh, bring himself to, he couldn't conjure uh, even the will or the, the intellectual effort to to utter even a silent prayer, which he very much needed to do at this moment because he's in desperate need of deliverance. Then night falls and the moon rises and he sees uh, he sees these creatures, no pun intended, uh, in a new light. Uh, Coleridge paints a beautiful visual contrast here. Uh, The speaker of the poem, the mariner, is in the shadow of the ship, but then all around uh, is this bright world lit up by the moon. And these creatures included. And moonlight is such a great uh, symbol and uh, image, partly because it's it contrasts so starkly with the world around it, the world of night. Uh, sunlight is, by all accounts, a stronger kind of light. But if you're trying to paint a picture, sunlight doesn't provide a very strong contrast unless you make it cast shadows. But moonlight is like a spotlight in a dark room. Uh, I think this is why some of my favorite painters uh, enjoy painting night scenes and moonlight. Uh, J.M.W. Turner, who's also a romantic uh, painter, uh, is a master of working with with moonlight uh, because you can choose to uh, highlight just the objects that you want. Uh, here, Coleridge shines his lunar spotlight on these slimy, writhing creatures. Uh, but now he's able to see them uh, the speaker, rather, is able to see them in a different way. Uh, it's almost like the beams of moonlight become uh, the gaze of God himself. The mariner, who saw them only as disgusting and offensive, can now see them as uh, things with a, a created dignity and a natural beauty to them as they shine and shimmer and throw off all kinds of light in the moonlight. He can see them with the divine eye. Uh, and there's a connection here, clearly, that's intended by the author, because it is in that moment when he can recognize their beauty, when he has an encounter with the beauty and acknowledges it as such, that his heart opens, uh, it softens again, and he is able to utter the first prayer uh, in, in a very long time. And at that same moment, the self-same moment I could pray, and at that same moment that he utters his prayer, uh, the albatross falls from his neck and sinks uh, to the bottom of the sea. His his curse and his burden is uh, is taken away. There's a lot that could be said about the rhyme of the ancient mariner. It's a lovely poem, uh, a harrowing poem, a long poem. But this is one of my favorite uh, scenes because of that interchange of recognizing beauty and uh, and allowing that recognition of beauty to be the beginning of salvation. Here's the passage one more time. The moving moon went up the sky and nowhere did abide 
Softly she was going up, and a star or two beside. Her beams bemocked the sultry main, like April hoarfrost spread. But where the ship's huge shadow lay, the charmed water burnt all way, a still and awful red. Beyond the shadow of the ship, I watched the water snakes. They moved in tracks of shining white, and when they reared, the elfish light fell off in hoary flakes. Within the shadow of the ship, I watched their rich attire, Blue, glossy green, and velvet black, they coiled and swam, and every track was a flash of golden fire. Oh, happy living things, no tongue their beauty might declare. A spring of love gushed from my heart, and I blessed them unaware. Sure, my kind saint took pity on me, and I blessed them unaware. The selfsame moment I could pray, and from my neck so free, the albatross fell off and sank like lead into the sea. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. Scratch that. We'll be back on Monday. Tomorrow you should uh, pour one out uh, and say happy birthday to Samuel Taylor Coleridge. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit Daily Poem Pod. Dot substack .com. And if you're not a listener to our flagship show, uh, the Close Reads podcast, uh, you should come over and check it out. We are beginning uh, the religious science fiction classic, A Canticle for Leibowitz, uh, with more exciting reads coming before the end of the year. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.